0: Today on TechNATO, we'll be talking with Mateus from Okta, an identity provider, to find out how they provide security for such sensitive information. That's all coming up on TechNATO, starting right now. Hello, and welcome to TechNado. I'm your host, Peter Van Rysdam, and joined, as always, by Don Bazette. Don, how are you doing today?
1: I am doing great, ready to earn that Cable Ace Award in another great TechNado interview.
0: Well, the way we're going to do that is by uh, excluding you from this interview. <laughs> we actually have an interview coming up that we uh, we did when, when you weren't here. Uh, we took over your office and, and managed to do it, but it's with a company called Okta. And uh, this is a company that, uh, well, it's a company that a lot of people have heard of, but how we kind of came across them was a unique story.
1: Yeah, you know, Okta is a big player in the managed identity industry. So they, they do a lot of federated services and, and just identity integration. If you need a, a directory service, they're one of the biggest players in that market. And I've often wondered, if you're a company like that and you have even a single breach, that can be catastrophic for your business. So how how do you handle security when the, the stakes are that high? So I've always wanted to interview somebody there. I was at DEF CON last year, and one of the Okta security researchers was there presenting, and it turned out to be a guy that I went to high school with, Josh Pitts. And so I I started up a conversation with him, and he lined up this interview for us, so it'll be a great chance to learn a little bit more about how how a company who's just – the stakes in security are so high, how they handle that. And, uh, and what they're doing to keep their head above water.
0: Yeah, and, and Mateus, the person we're talking to at Okta, has been there for a while. He started as a principal hacker uh, back in 2013, and he's worked up to what's a really cool title as far as I'm concerned, the Director of Research and Exploitation, which just, that sounds fun.
1: Yeah. I get paid to exploit things. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I get paid to do it, and, and it's illegal, but he does, does it for an actual career. So let's find out what the heck that means and, and what that's all about and, and uh, find out how they do handle security for such sensitive information. That's coming up right after this on Technato. I'm James Packer. I'm the
1: general manager of Kirk ISS based in the Cayman Islands. I used IT Pro TV extensively in my last place. It grew very well, helped upskill the team. I had 110 engineers in the field and we had dozens of IT Pro accounts with the guys training and last year alone they passed over 40 certs by using the online training. I think I can safely say um, without IT Pro TV I wouldn't be where I was today because I only got this job on the back of the qualifications I have.
0: Welcome back to TechNado, and as promised, we have an interview for you now with a special guest coming us coming to us all the way from across the country. And I'm going to butcher his name, and he's going to say it the right way. But Mateus, uh, welcome to the show. Hi. So how do how do we say your name right, Mateus Bruti? But Mateus. you have a be- much better way to say it. Yeah,
2: Matias Bruti.
0: See, uh, we'll just we'll just go with Matt uh, from here on out. So so uh, Mateus, you're with you're with Octa. So tell us a little bit uh, about what what Octa does.
2: Yeah, so we are uh, an identity uh, platform uh, and company. Basically, what we do is, you know, you have the the old way of like an organization would work with, you know, you have your all of your services within the company and within that sort of like that corporate firewall, right? Like everything would happen and be served serve locally on premises. Uh, but as you all know, that's no longer the model, right? Like everything is on the cloud. Uh, your employees are connecting to apps from a hundred or thousands of different vendors that are all in the cloud. And we provide a way to, uh, secure, and and control the, the identity for those uh, employees and those people. And so think of it like, uh, it's a portal where you basically log in and you have all of your chicklets and you can authenticate to all these things and enforce security.
0: So th- this is different than obviously something like a LastPass or LogMeIn, that where you're storing all your passwords somewhere. This is you're actually logging in once and and going into these systems directly. How does that work exactly?
2: Yeah, it's it's a it's a little bit more. We also we also store passwords if the if the customers desire. We have something called SWAs, which allows you to store your username and password specific application. But unlike other products, uh, we provide we we're very agnostic so we basically have all sort of technologies that we deal with saml being one for example so we we allow users to be able to saml into other applications and in this case there's no username and password you have an identity and we are an identity provider and you will be able to connect to let's say a slack or some other application and and you will be able to connect to that and the the key to that is we know we'd also provide orchestration so you know you could actually have a, a backend like a Workday that you will connect to. And, you know, when somebody gets hired, automatically gets added to Workday, automatically gets added to Okta. And depending on how you set up your environment, you could automatically have some apps that will be populated and you will have in the, in your first day. And we also could say, all right, you know, this type of employee, because he has access to the specific, you know, sensitive systems, I wanted to have MFA and I only wanted to be, you know, logging in from the specific IPs, etc. So it's not only identity, but also we provide a, security on top of that.
0: And when I'm inevitably fired, you'll be able to just turn me off from there. <laughs> exactly. To, yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, that's, that's good. Make it easier on them. Uh, so uh, can't help but notice there's a, a large dinosaur uh, behind you. Uh, that, that's the team that you work on specifically. Can you tell us a little bit about what that means?
2: Yes. So uh, I'm the director of research and exploitation, hence REX. And uh, the team was, uh, I, I happened to be the first security guy, quote, unquote, from Okta uh, about five years ago. And we started uh, doing a lot of pen tests and code reviews. And the team sort of, one of the teams in the security uh, team uh, was built and we created research and exploitation, which basically means that you have, we have AppSec, pen testing, uh, research, and security automation. All, mer- all those four different teams merge into a single organization that we report to the CSO, which the Chief Security Officer.
0: Okay. Now, just uh, kind of back to Octa as a whole, but can, can customers connect to each other, or is it just uh, limited to, to their own systems? How does that work?
2: It's, it's, it's interesting. We have, for example, we have inbound SAML and outbound SAML. So we could be the SP, or we could be the IDP, or we could be both. Depending on how you want to be federated, uh, so as far as setups, the answer is usually yes, right? Like it's it, you can build very complex setups. Uh, people could actually install agents where we allow uh, on-premises customers to authenticate to Okta using IWA, you know, which is very old, you know, known standard for on premise authentication, and they will connect to the Okta application through that, and then. They might actually once they reach the Okta portal, they might be able. They might be saml in into other apps, or they might use username and password into other apps, uh, taking advantage of the plugins. We even uh, have um, agents that allow you to connect to um, LDAP or uh, AD, etc. I mean, really, I think uh, if there's if there's one thing that is good for the customers, all these different types of integration and at the same time, me being the security, you know, uh, we in the security guy, it makes our lives very interesting because we have to make sure that all those integrations are secure, and we get to we get to play with a lot of things.
3: Yeah, I would think that security in your business, your line of business here, is extremely important, uh, and you're probably targeted a lot because you are that that authenticator for yes. many different vendors for many different applications. So, and you're part of the team that looks for
2: vulnerabilities, tries to find them. Before the bad guys do, is that correct? Exactly, that's, that's the best way to describe it. We, my, my team, basically what we do is, we get to be the good hackers, right? We get to, before, uh, I, hopefully before somebody with wrong intentions finds the vulnerability, we get to find it, we report it, and we help the, and we work with the engineering team or the IT or operations team in order to, you know, explain them what's the vulnerabilities, how to properly mitigate it or how to actually fix it, and, and, and go from there. Uh, But yeah, basically our job is hack ourselves 24-7.
3: Right, and obviously you don't do this against your production environment, so you have a complete mirror of your environment that you work with and and hack on?
2: Yeah, it really depends what you're doing, right? Like uh, we do all sorts of things. Like when we do a code review, we actually get to look at the code that we build. When we do pen tests, we get to actually pen test against different environments. We actually pen test pretty much against almost every single environment. we even allow customers to actually pen test. We do actually have a very specific environment that we, that we allow pen to, we allow customers to uh, set up whatever, you know, pen test the scenario they want to and mimic their production environment. And they can actually go there and do their own pen test if, you know, if, if they feel that, you know, what we do is, is not enough and they want to do their own due diligence. And we actually encourage customers to do that because we, we do exactly the same thing for our own, when we actually buy a product, when we have vendors, we have a vendor review process that actually, whenever possible, and you know, our, uh, it, we allow we actually do perform pentests against those vendors as well.
3: That that was going to be my next question is how do you trust them? You're allowing them to connect to your network, so do you ever have to test their side of things before you allow them to make that connection? I guess the answer is yes. Then.
2: The answer is yes, and it really also depends how critical the information that we are going to be putting in there. Right, we take security extremely seriously, as as you said. And one of your comments before, I like to say that we keep the keys to the kingdoms for our customers, right? So security for us, it's, it's, it's very, very important. And which, which makes my job very interesting, because I get to do something that is critical. Um, So it's, it's, it's very fun. And every single vulnerability for us is we take it extremely serious. and, And we try to, you know, follow it up, fix it as fast as we can. And, and even sometimes see uh, we go above and beyond. We're not only testing what we've built, but we have our research uh, team also tries to find vulnerabilities in Apple products or in even in, in things we connect to. Uh, recently, the two best examples is one of my guys found a way to bypass or, or actually sort of trick uh, some applications into believing that an Apple binary was being signed um, by Apple when it was not. And you might think, hey, how is that related to identity, but we actually care about the security of the entire ecosystem, and we want to make our entire ecosystem even better. So if we have the time and the skill. you know we really encourage our own security engineers to take the time and do research in order to to make all of the environment and all of the security environment uh, even better
0: so so just hypothetically if if one customer um, were to be compromised uh, somehow, does that open up any of the other data that you uh, that you have for other customers, or are those? How are those things segmented off? Uh, on, oh no, no. I
2: mean, we have a, a multi-tenant system, so each customer has their own sort of silo, and and things are encrypted completely. I mean, I don't want to get into too much detail. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. How
0: are, is that laid out?
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, but rest assured that each customer has their own encryption keys and everything. So, and just because. I mean, this is something we test all the time. And we even have back bounty programs as well. I didn't mention that. But we actually allow uh, responsible hackers that participate in uh, platforms like background and hacker one to actually report vulnerabilities to us. And we, we will pay them for those. And uh, one of the things that we actually encourage people to try to search is cross-org uh, privilege uh, escalation. And, and, and because how we build our system that does... You never say impulsive in the security world, but it, uh, it's, it's highly improbable sure. that that could happen.
3: Uh, I know a lot of our, our viewers out here are, are gonna be extremely jealous because you get paid to hack against your system. Um, what, kind of, what kind of background do you have? How did you get into this field in the first place?
2: Ah, uh, it's actually an interesting question. So a long, long time ago uh, in a different country. No, um, okay. so I started uh, professionally around 2004, 2005 uh it, it was it, it was pretty funny actually my my parents are professors, and they got a a letter at university saying, you know this company it's it's called Core Security. Uh, it used to be called Core Security uh, back then uh, they were they were looking for people, and i they were looking for people on their consulting team and and I got a letter. My mom was like, Isn't this hacking thing something that you do? I'm like, I don't know. allegedly uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um and I thought, I was like, you know what? It seems, it seems very interesting. You know, like, as we, we were speaking earlier, getting paid for something, something you love, I'm like, hell yeah, why not? So I actually moved to a city called Buenos Aires down in Argentina, where the company was, and I started my, my professional in security. And I went from starting to review code back then. And thankfully, I had very, 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 very good mentors in, in, in there. So I spent five years there, uh, doing consulting then i uh, migrated to the us about nine years ago and also doing consulting and uh, then i also worked for amazon for a while and for the last five years i've been doing security at octa where i went from a principal security engineer all the way to now a director you know where we're managing a bunch of teams and and having fun still hacking as much technically as i possibly can because it's what i love but now i get to decide uh, different aspects of security. And I, I help other people uh, actually do research and, and build their things and find vulnerabilities that they actually are, you know, they're good at.
3: So if, if you're going to give somebody guidance and that wanted to maybe get into this field, what kind of areas would you say to, to focus in on it? Is it more the programming side, uh, looking at operating systems, a little of both? How to, uh,
2: what's the best way to go? I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, and But at the Security has changed a lot since since we started. When I started doing security, it the, the there was a business, but it wasn't really defined. Nowadays, it's a multi-trillion or billion-dollar business where you have state-sponsored attackers. Where you have, I mean, the, the rules of engagement have changed, right? And I always tell people back then it was a bunch of guys hacking around just for 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 fun, and nowadays I mean you could have some you could potentially hack multiple people's uh. Pacemakers, and you could kill them or you could hack into a hospital and I mean potentially turn off a machine that's keeping somebody alive or all of those you know I'm not trying to scare people but the reality is that because we are so connected the rules of engagement has changed it a lot and also how much the feel has grown so it really depends what you want to do I think if you want to be good in securing something you have to be good at doing that something so if you want to be uh, you say good and in securing the operating system, yeah, really understand how operating system works. Uh, if you only want to do Linux, concentrate on understanding how it works. And then once you understand how it works, try to think of ways that it shouldn't be working. And uh, sort of it's security is like testing, but testing case, you know, edge cases every single time. You, you don't test the good thing, you only test the bad cases. And when, if you actually understand how something should work very well, you most surely actually gonna end up being very good at security. With that said, I think security is not, it's not for everybody. Some people tend to see the beauty in things, and others tend to have what we like to call the evil beat. It doesn't necessarily mean you're bad. It just means that when you see something, you sort of try to think the wrong way. And the example that I give people is like, if you go to a supermarket and you see the watermelons that are outside, and you ask yourself, why nobody's stealing these watermelons? Maybe you're going to be a good security person, right? Or you're going to start looking for the cameras right there in the supermarket. I'm like, so I can technically take this watermelon and nobody's going to tell me something and nobody's going to realize. That might be a, a good example of like you actually have the right mindset.
3: Very good, very good. All right, now we, we've also talked about how security is just an uh, changes extremely fast. Um, so, how do you keep up with everything? You've got to spend, this isn't one of those fields where you, you learn your skill set. And then you spend the rest of your career just working and going to work. You obviously have to continuously evolve that skill set. How do you keep up with that?
2: It's it's tedious. Uh, I won't lie. I mean, if if you don't really love what you do, it's it's it might not be the right field. You have to. uh, I spend. uh, I I wake up pretty early. I try to be with my family as much as I can. But I spend a lot of time, you know, reading papers, trying to get into new fields that that I find interesting. Uh, lately, for example, personally, I, I, I always love sort of like the, the machine learning and AI field, and it's starting to become a lot more powerful, and a lot more trendy, and there's a lot of new things being built. So I spend a lot of time reading just journal paper that might not be secure related, but just to understand how algorithms work, because it's not my field. So I'm, I'm a completely junior in that field. So it's just absorbing as much knowledge as I can, but at the same time, just I'm subscribing to a lot of news feeds, reading general security feeds. You have to keep up every single vulnerability that is critical. Try to understand it fully. If I don't understand something, I will ask my, my peers. Uh, hey, you know, have you read about this? You know, what, what what's up with it? But at the end of the day, it's just like any other field. Like you, it's ninety nine percent perspiration and one percent inspiration, right? Exactly.
0: So we're we're talking with Mateus here from Okta, and, and I wanted to ask you. Um, we've we've seen a big Move in in the last few years to uh, multi-factor authentication. Uh, is, is that something that that makes things more difficult for you? Makes it easier? How how does that affect uh, a company like yours?
2: Well, I mean, it makes things for us good, right? Like at the end of the day, yeah. My my job, if I'm a pen tester, MFA will make my life literally more difficult, not impossible, but a little more difficult. And that's the whole point of a company like Okta. We provide MFA. We actually encourage people to use MFA because we believe it's it's a very good solution to uh, up the game uh, when it comes to security and really try to, to push it harder. Uh, and, and you see it pretty much every, every day in the news now. Uh, I, I tell people like, even if your iPhone and iCloud and, and a company like Apple is telling you that you should set up MFA or even Instagram, which is social media for some respect, there's not like a critical infrastructure system, uh, it might be critical for some people. <laughs> uh, but it's not a critical infrastructure system. That that raises the question. Is like, yeah, like MFA is a good thing. And pretty much anything that you deem uh, sensitive, you should have it set it up. And is it gonna, is it a silver bullet? No, it's not. But it's really improves the security of whatever you're trying to protect.
0: Yeah, and I'm curious too. I, I know, Mike, you just went to the Microsoft Ignite conference a few uh, weeks ago. And um, they're talking about Microsoft's gonna get rid of passwords. and. Uh, it, where do you see the industry going, Mateus, in, in terms of um, how passwords are going to involve? I know we, we've talked about YubiKeys and things like that uh, on, on past episodes, and I just see it changing a lot from me typing in a password. But uh, I'm sure you have some insight into, uh, into that being this is what you guys do every day.
2: Yeah. And here's my personal opinion, right? Not necessarily what we do, but uh, I, I love where technology is taking us. For example, like I have an iPhone. And, but I think it applies to either iPhone or iOS or Android, but in my case, like I identify with my face, right. And it's, even though my face, the only thing it's doing is actually decrypting a token, but <laughs> rest aside that problem, <laughs> it's not like I actually identifying, right. Um, I identify with my face, uh, and then I actually pay with a credit card that generates like a random, you know, credit card at the same time using Apple pay or whatever other technology you might be using on, on a different platform and those kind of technologies that we get, I, I, I think that moving forward uh, is what we're going to see also in authenticating. You mentioned keys; so that's a perfect example, uh, you know, like face recognition and identity. Uh, there is also uh, passwordless where, like you said, people tend to forget the passwords. You have to rotate your password pretty often, which means people will start using known or bad passwords. that just barely, you know, they barely go through the requirements of like a maybe eight or 12 characters, whatever, and like alphanumeric, and you go like, mom would have a couple of letters, right? Like one, two, three, or something. I mean, something that is, there's is still, it, it passes the test, but it's not really good. Um, and I think moving to a technology where we can prove identity using other means, it's it's getting there. We're finally moving, and the industry in itself is learning that hey, maybe it's not the perfect solution. We can do better. And there is many competitors. There's many technologies. And I think the more technologies that we have, the more options that we have, it's going to be the better because different uh, corporations or different end users are going to find different solutions better for their own use case. Yeah, I've
0: always said I'm 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 so afraid of the biometrics because. You know, I like my, my retinas and I like my fingertips and I don't want those stolen. I've seen enough movies uh, where, that, where that stuff goes wrong. Uh, so if, if people want to find out uh, more about Okta, where, where's the best place to do that?
2: Uh, octa.com. And that's OKTA, okay,
0: right?
2: OKTA.com.
0: And, and your department specifically and, and the team that you were mentioning, is, that, is there just a subsection on the site where we can look at that a little bit more? Yeah.
2: Uh, so Octa has a blog. And within that blog, we have a security subsection, and that's where we post most of our research or white papers and a few other things.
0: All right, sounds good. Well, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to uh, enlighten us a little bit. And you know, it's, it's cool to hear someone in the industry's opinions about you know where, where this industry is going and and, uh, and how it's evolving and and uh, how you're doing the good work to uh, help keep us all safe. So uh, thank you so much for joining us, and thank you all of you for watching. We'll be right back. With- or TechNATO right after this.
3: My name is Dana Morrison. I'm the IT director at Grace Christian School in Raleigh, North Carolina. IT directors often hoard so much knowledge that it's hard for their team members to learn. IT Pro TV has given us the ability to level up our technicians to a point where they can decide. This is important for me to learn. I would recommend IT Pro TV to any IT team. It's just a great tool for any IT professional.
0: Welcome back to TechNado. So, Don, did we answer all the questions that you were hoping uh, that we would answer there? Yeah, you know, it, it was
1: a really good interview, and I have to question like, why why do I even show up for work now? You guys uh, seem to have it in hand. <laughs> I question that every
0: morning uh, for myself. But that was interesting to hear how how everything is siloed so that, you know, if if there was a breach that it's not going to affect all of their customers but affect just that one customer. So, um, you know, obviously they're not going to give away the secret sauce here. But uh, but it's good to know that, that that does exist.
1: Yeah, and Andy highlighted something that we always say, which is, you know, a good IT pro is always learning. You have to constantly learn new things, and that's why – while they're an identity service company they've got people that are specifically spending time trying to trying to break things and if they can figure out how to break it before somebody else does and they can make sure they're protected ahead of time it's really cool they're doing that kind of research and they they do publish it a lot of these things uh, become cve's that then other companies are able to benefit from too so it's a it's a neat service that they provide
0: don it's like uh, it's like you gave me that segue there that uh, some a good it pro is always learning because i have a special announcement to let you know about we're always talking about uh our special promo codes for uh for people watching technado and uh and the webinars and things we have coming up but we've got something very special coming up um very soon here in november so if you're watching this right when it came out, uh, it's just something exciting for you. We're doing a free CompTIA weekend on IT Pro TV, and that means that all the CompTIA training content is available uh, for free to free members. Uh, that's going to be uh, the Thanksgiving weekend in the United States. So it starts at midnight on November 21st, goes all the way through November 25th. You've got Pentest Plus, A Plus, Network Plus, Security Plus, SISA Plus, Project Plus, Server Plus, The Works. So all you need to do is sign up for a free membership between uh, now and then or even during that time and you'll be able to access uh, all those courses you can binge the whole weekend don't have to spend any time with family uh, which is always great and uh, and you can learn a lot and then you'll be ready to take the test right afterwards so definitely head over and sign up uh, for that so we can uh, and get you access to that and you can see all the great content we have and I'm sure after that you'll want to sign up and you can uh, <laughs> learn more about our, our coupon codes and things there, and uh, and we'll get you set up. So, any final thoughts, Don? Before uh, before we end, or I mean, are you? I I know you've seen the Comptia training, so you're probably more excited for the actual Thanksgiving meal.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it, it's it's Thanksgiving for us here in the U.S. as we celebrate this great country that we've. Uh, uh, stolen stolen uh, yeah and uh, it's Thanksgiving for other countries're the thankful that the Americans left to come over to this country so uh you know it depends on how you look at it but it's a festive weekend for everyone and what better way to spend it than to learn and shopping and shopping yeah Black Friday and cyber f- Monday
0: fighting for a TV yeah <laughs> cyber Monday much better than Black Friday these days uh, stay at home in your pajamas and uh, and don't get a blade it's nose. no uh,
1: it's no prime day though it's <laughs> the most
0: disappointing day of the year as far as i'm concerned <laughs> all right thank you so much for joining us on Technato. have a safe holiday if uh if you are having one if not in- enjoy work and uh and we'll see you back here next week on Technato.